successful as a young man, Rothberg tried his whole adult life to purchase a major league baseball team. The commissioner of baseball had other ideas. So Rothberg took the next best route by running Negro League teams, dreaming that someday someone would integrate baseball. When Vec, a friend from back in Chicago, called at midnight not two weeks ago, a subtle smile broke across Rothberg's face. In the midst of a tight poker game with the mayor of Cleveland, he folded a good hand and excused himself from present company. Then he retreated to the couch tucked the phone under his ear and pulled out his notebook, filled with the names of the best players in America. I do know where Satchel is, Bill, Rothberg said. I'll be in Ciudad within two weeks. Two weeks later, Leo's attention turned back to the field where a small table had been set up, and a bathing beauty cut a deck of cards. Since there was only one stadium on the island, home field advantage had to be determined from a draw of cards, For this last game of the island championship, the Orientales drew the high card. As the game drew near, chanting began. It started, as chanting does, from one row of people, then grew in pitch until the whole stadium rumbled with a new cry, Maestro! Rothberg raised an eyebrow and gently tapped his neighbor with his cane. Maestro! Satchel Page! The man just smiled. No, no, senor, Martin Digo. Martin Digo? Rothberg repeated, craning his neck to see. Who's he? The man furrowed his brow. His wife shuddered in excitement and fanned herself quickly. Qual? The man said. Cuando empieza el día, se tiene que preguntar. ¿Dónde está el sol? Rothberg sat back bemused. I know what the sun looks like, my good man, he said, but made no further inquiries. Tall and lanky, Leroy Satchel Page looked stretched out, as if a normal-sized man had fallen into a taffy-pulling machine. His droopy gaze, slouch, and easy-going manner made him appear somewhat sleepy. With his sticks and kindling arms, He didn't appear to possess the upper body strength to roll the ball to the plate, much less hurl it at speeds approaching a hundred miles per hour. Because of his abilities, and thanks to a Zeppelin-sized ego, Satchel Page knew his worth down to the very dime and could name his price wherever he played. He made more money than any of his white counterparts in the major leagues and spent it almost as quickly as he earned it. Pursuit of the High Life sent him to Santo Domingo. Last summer, a well-dressed man watched Satchel pitch in one of his many barnstorming contests, when Satch returned to his apartment, sitting atop four cases of the finest Dominican rum, was Dr. Aybar, who introduced himself as an agent for Rafael Trujillo, president of Santo Domingo. Aybar sat so high up his feet dangled off the ground, and he bumped his heels against the wooden cases. Please, would Mr. Page consider $75,000 to play three months of island baseball? Satchel have to do some thinking, Page said. But inside, he thought, is the sky blue? Before you know it, the contract was wet with his signature. The good doctor then gave Satch an additional 125 Gs to sign four more players, 
and whatever was left over was satchels to keep. What could go wrong?